Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacetis, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself, and I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome y'all to this episode of the Dreamers and Action Takers podcast. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for you to meet today's guests. I actually have two people who y'all are going to get to know today. They are husband and wife. It is Katie and Steve Keen. And I, oh my gosh, they literally have hearts of gold, y'all. They are working to reach special needs families and to help them in with resources in marriage, family, finances, and self-care, everything that you can need, everything that they have learned in order to continually be a victor in their life. And so I am so excited for them to be here and for y'all to meet them. So welcome, Katie and Steve. Thank you for having us, Mary. It's nice to be here. Oh my gosh, of course. So I've gotten to hear a little bit of y'all's story. Katie has shared some of it with me on voice memos and it's powerful. So Katie, would you mind sharing a little bit about your story and why you have the podcast and the platform in order to help these families with all of these resources? Sure, absolutely. So we are the parents of five children and our story with Special Needs Life began Day one. Yeah, day one, almost 18 years ago. So our our firstborn was born overseas and he happened to have a stroke during that time and began having seizures at a day old. So we launched immediately into a unique situation that hopefully, you know, we'd never wish on other parents, but it did change our life. And since then we we went on to have more children and our firstborn is okay, but the two of the five have some significant challenges. And over the years, we began to see trends and patterns in what would happen to families that were around us. And we were military, so we were moving all the time. So we were exposed to many, many families, many therapy offices, you know, just a lot of situations. And we saw a very common theme that families were breaking down And it was usually because of, you know, financial strain, it's expensive to have a special needs child or stress that would impact the marriage itself and the relationship or the siblings. They could start to have a lot of problems with the siblings not really feeling valued or being able to express these, what we like to term superpowers, really siblings can come out with these levels of compassion and, um, you know, ability to accept everyone that if it's nurtured is incredible, but instead they would end up bitter and feeling like they were forgotten. And then parents would end up sick. So we began to realize what was it? 2020, January of 2020. It was in the spring early on. Yeah. That there was something we needed to do, that it couldn't just be us 
you know, taking care of us only anymore because we've made it through so many years with a good marriage, with kids who are, are great, they're thriving. We've made progress in a lot of areas where doctors said we wouldn't. And um, so we just wanted to start bringing resources and experts to these families to try to help strengthen them. And COVID has made that look a bit different than we expected. <laughs> Not at all the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've continued to move forward. And, and and in the end, we will have a much broader outreach than we ever would have expected in the beginning because of COVID. So that's incredible. I love the fact that your heart and mission is like, hey, we learned some things and we want to make it essentially easier for other people who don't want for divorce or stress or the anxiety that can just come with life to be your like final destination. And that's so it's right. so cool how y'all are able to help these people. Thank you. Yes, we we see that when the family breaks down around the child, then the child is left in an even worse situation than they were to begin with. So, you know, by helping the family, we're also really helping the child. Though our, our goal initially isn't to serve the child themselves. <laughs> because they already have resources, but there's no one out there to hold your hand when you get that diagnosis and you don't know what to do when your whole life has changed. Wow. So can you talk to me a little bit about what you're able to do when you are holding the hand with somebody who like gets that diagnosis? Cause I know you said that your goal isn't necessarily like the child, but the family. So can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. Well, we first, we've recorded a course And that really helps the family begin to understand how to kind of create order and create a a safe place for the relationships for mom and dad to get on the same page for the children and the parents to get on the same page, create a team culture, and then establish essentially a family um, government so that everyone's functioning under rules that are known and explained. And then an economy that helps the children become independent um, self-confident and even financially responsible to a degree before leaving home. We're also getting ready to do a membership. We have a bunch of expert interviews. And so we're going to be launching just a, a low dollar founding members membership soon so that we can bring more information and hopefully community. That's a huge piece of this for us. We see the lack of community. So we want to bring community to families who really just need someone who understands to be able to listen because it can be very isolating. I think a lot of the time, a listening ear, holding space for people to be able to share safely what they're experiencing and know that they're not alone is a huge piece of this. Absolutely. That's so cool. And I'm super intrigued because you talked about creating order, but you said team culture, government, and economy. And Mm -hmm. I'm so intrigued. Can you walk us through a little bit of what that looks like? Oh, sure. So you can imagine that if before you ever have kids, you have this plan of how it's going to be and it's all great, right? For many people, it's very much a very standard. Kids are going to grow up. They're going to be healthy. They're going to go to college. They'll get that first job. They're going to have a family of their own. This is all going to be awesome. And I've got it all mapped out. And then we're sorry, but your child has this problem and you hear those words and that dream that you had just shattered, right? Because now that person, the parents don't know, will this child walk or talk? Will they live? Will they, you know, fill in the blank? Extremely hard day. And from that time, now you're left with, 
what are we going to do? Right. And as Katie was saying, the child gets a lot of intervention, a lot of medical or therapy, uh, sometimes other, other types of stuff. Right. But there's nothing for that family. So now that family needs to create a long-term vision that includes taking care of that child as well as raising the other children to be responsible because it's very easy for the family to focus so much on the one kid who's who's uh, got a disability or uh, some sort of delays whatever the case is or as we've seen to fall into victim mindset and so it's very easy for them to focus on that and the other kids aren't getting perhaps what they need or the benefit of learning so what we do is we help cast a vision here is what we want you to think about this is how we want you to think let's change some of this from the start let's have you build some plans and you incorporate that child to the de degree that that child can participate in in the function of that family and and the administration of that home and let's bring the other kids in there too right so that they learn all the kids including the disabled kid what are the rules of the family what is good behavior? What is good self-government? Okay. How do I raise a kid to be able to go out and be successful in the world? Right. If the kid can't speak, if the kid is smart in other ways, but can't verbally uh, express themselves. Right. So you have all these kinds of things and we show you how to do a lot of that stuff because just talking about what we might call your typically developed kids, when she and I were the age where we were getting ready to leave home, to go to college, I was going to go join the military, that type of stuff. You have folks who showed up there who did not know how to prepare a meal for themselves. They could not balance a checkbook. They didn't even know what the concept meant. They mm -hmm. thought because they had blank checks, they automatically had money to buy whatever they want. That'd be um, nice. Funny stories about that, right? Uh, or they can't even do their laundry. They've no, they, they have no idea how to take care of themselves when they leave to go to that college, your first job, the military, whatever the case is, we're going to get you, try to help you see that that dream that you had is going to be changed now with a disabled kid in the family, but that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. And we can show you lots of practical ways. So that kid grows up in a healthy home and is loved and becomes responsible to the best of their ability. Mm -hmm. The other kids get to participate in that too. And so when they get ready to launch, they're not clueless the way some of those other folks were that I just told you about, right? And it builds something for the entire family that lasts and hopefully for generations. Yeah, creates a lot of bonds. Yeah, that's huge. I think that that is, we all crave order. And so I think that that's one way that in any situation, in any family, you can have that order, you can have that excitement and being able to learn a lot of these skills that sometimes people don't learn. And right. so that's amazing. Yeah. And a family who's received a diagnosis as well is usually in some form or degree of that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And so it can affect how they function in the home as parents. You know, they're also grieving the loss of the dream. And so you have it. 
it gives a framework when they're able to establish these different, it's like a safety net. It mm-hmm. gives this ability for the parents to function without constantly having to put new thought into everything because they do it once and we can hold their hand through that uniquely for their own family. And then that's there for them to fall back on. And then if there's a disruption, there's a hospitalization, there's a school break, that's okay. You can let it go. And then it's right there for you again to just dig, you know, right back into and kind of reorder your days. And you don't have to feel that sense of constantly being behind or or just having that emergency. You can then focus on what you need to focus on. You have the mental brain space to be able to focus on the important things because you did the work and you have the structure in order to fall back on. That's huge. Exactly. Exactly. That's the idea. That's the idea. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So can y'all tell me a story about um, a family or some kids that you have worked with and gotten to see some of the things that you help with and just the positive impact that they've had? Yeah, sure. So we had a few families that have given us some really cool feedback. And there was one dad who wrote and said, oh my gosh, it's Saturday morning. And I never thought this would happen. The kids are all throughout the house and they're all doing their own jobs and everybody's happy. And we have plans this afternoon to go do something fun. And so that was really, really cool. That was really fun to hear. And another dad let us know that he was taking what they had originally built in our course. And he actually got really into, instead of doing typical money, it was like, crypto or something. I don't know. And so he was altering what they had built with us to make it so that he could incentivize his children while they played certain games, kids, things in that space that he was learning about and getting into. And so one of their kids has ADHD. And so it was really fun to hear long-term feedback, you know, how some of these families are doing and how it's impacting their day to day. So it's really, oh my cool. gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In our own home, it's really been an amazing outcome too. We've our little guy who's most disabled and he's very severely disabled, but to this day in the morning, he comes down the stairs and he knows one of his jobs is to help raise the curtains. And whether he has one of us or a sibling with him or not to help him, he goes and he tries to get that curtain open because, and everyone's so grateful. We've always thanked him. Like, you know, that's about the maximum of his ability to do anything to contribute, but he gets that sense of pride and community contribution. He loves it. He loves it. He never misses it if he can help it. And so it's really fun. And it's fun to watch the other siblings be able to cheer him on. They feel very self-confident. We have meetings with our children frequently and ask them from, you know, the kid's perspective. Like, well, if there was a kid having problems, what would you say if they're feeling like they aren't self-confident? what would you suggest? You know, and they'll say things like, well, teach them to cook something and, and let them serve it to their grandparents because their grandparents are going to love it. And, you know, it's just kind of neat how you can watch these things grow in these kids. You plant these seeds and, and they really do blossom. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite part about what you get to do? I've got to think about it for a second. Okay, so I'll go for it. So I think for me, because we're relatively new into doing this officially and not just as, you know, helping people on the side, it's really for me exciting to know that as the population of special needs families grow, that we're going to be able to use what we've experienced, the hardship, the growth and learning and personal development, the things that we've seen and implemented in our own family and seen in the lives of other families and actually help, we're going to be able to turn around and reach back to people on this journey behind us 
and be a helping hand. And we only had one helping hand on our journey and it impacted us deeply. And we are so grateful for them. But it's very, very difficult to find someone who isn't, I guess, so overwhelmed. Is that the right word? I guess so overwhelmed in this life that they have the space to reach out. And we are overwhelmed, but we function as a team. And so we know because we have our safety net and our frameworks that we are able to answer the call of those who need help. And we just see it as very important for strengthening future generations. That's amazing. Did you have time to think? Well, I'll see if she wants to go to something else first. Okay. We are very like-minded. <laughs> I love that. I mean, even you talked about paying it forward. Like that's so cool. It's like everything that you went through and everything that you, um, the whole, your whole story. It's like, okay, this is our story. Now we get to pay it forward. Now we get to help somebody else out, which I don't know. I feel like anything like that, it almost makes it more worth it when you're able to pay it forward, mm -hmm. go and help somebody else. Sure. And that's really powerful. That was kind of the cool part about it is that as, cause I was in the Navy mm -hmm. and we were stationed overseas when, when our first was born, but then we moved to a different state every, every other year mm -hmm. after that. And so our kids were born all across the United States and, and outside the U S and, and as we moved each time we landed a new place, you're like, okay, we have to start over. The house is different, but we don't have this service here. We mm -hmm. can't get that thing here, whatever the case is, how can we make this work anyway? Mm -hmm. And you get it up and running and two months, two years later, rather, you move to the other side of the United States. And I'm like, okay, here's everything that's changed. This won't work. This will and bring it in. <laughs> and so we did that and we were able to sort of glean from others, you know, what worked great for them, try it, see how it worked for us. And so that's basically what we did is that we took that almost 18 years now worth of practical experience, the trial and error, and turned it into something that works. It doesn't matter where you live, what country you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter, right? You can learn this. And then, hey, if you were like us and you have to move every two years because of your job or whatever, yeah, that's okay. It transports well. <laughs> so, you know, that was the goodness of it is that it, it's all learned. It's not theoretical. And that is a, that's a testimonial when you say we moved every two years for the past 18 years. And so we know that it's been tested just a couple times in different areas and countries and locations and all of the above. So that's a pretty cool testimonial too. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. So some of the folks that, that we have helped have been outside of the United States and there's no difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So y'all have had to pivot a lot, which I don't know if that makes that word makes people sick still, since we heard it so many times in like 2020, but you've had to adapt and change in moving in the fact that at the beginning of 2020, you had this different, this business idea, and it's a little different now. What advice would you give to somebody who is getting the opportunity to make the best out of the situation that they have that's not currently what they wanted? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Well, uh, I think it would be very important to basically have the understanding of what it is you really want to accomplish, mm -hmm. right? And how you go about it 
and when you can get to go about it might not be the same as what you really want. And that's where all that pivot stuff comes in. But if you've got it deep in your heart that this is what you want to do and how you want to do it, or this is who you want to help and how you want to do it, then, you know, there's, there's really no limits to how you can maneuver to get in that space. Our original plan was to have live in-person weekend conferences all across the U S and have people do stuff in person. And it was going to, it was going to be built one way. Well, within two months, we had a global pandemic start. And so that completely went out the door. Uh, The idea of who we're going to help and how, who we were going to help did not change how we were going to help them and greatly changed. Right. And so then it was just a matter of adapting and, and, and making it work. So having that really figured out what you want to do, who you want to help, how you want to do it is, is the really important part. And then being able to transition to meet what's going on in the world. That's not such a big deal. I think for me also, it's probably something everyone is also sick of hearing, but you see that term fail forward a lot. Mm. And I have to say there is a lot of validity in that. When you're trying to do something that you don't know how to do, but you feel you have a real calling to do it and a vision for it. And it's, you just got to roll up your sleeves and try. And you don't necessarily fail. You might feel like you failed. It might've gone wrong. You might've wasted a bunch of money, but you know, really you learned. So just keep being willing to learn, learn again tomorrow, even if today it didn't feel great. And eventually the pieces will start to come together. It's just everyone's learning process and everyone's learning speed is different, but don't give up. If you really feel that you have a calling, just stick with it. Make a 1% shift every day. Yeah. So looking at that ultimate goal and understanding too, that you really only see the final outcome from people. So when we're comparing it, it's like, oh, this is 20 years or 10 years or even five years of work that we get to see online, but we're comparing it to our day like 12 versus year 20. That's huge. Yeah. And I love that you talked about even too, like, what's your ultimate goal? Your ultimate goal is connecting with people and you get to do that through these social media platforms, even though it's not the way you wanted to do it. You know, getting to do it the way you want to is coming, hopefully, but you're still getting to accomplish the ultimate goal, which is so cool. That's right. Yep. One step at a time and it's worth it. You know, it's been interesting how many amazing people we have met on this journey. And that probably is one of the biggest blessings I think so far for us. We have made some amazing friends who are other entrepreneurs online And just like anywhere in any population, you get some who just really disappoint you, but mostly, wow, what a generous group of people. And we've made just friends who I hope someday to actually go meet in person. (laughs) It's been really, really cool. Really cool. I love that. That's so cool. And you attract the people who you're like. So Mm -hmm. I think that says a lot about you as well as the fact that you're attracting some really cool people. Yes. Yes. It's been, it's been really just amazing. A big blessing. And I love now that we know enough people, we are connecting people. Like you mentioned, we're not just connecting with people ourselves, but I'm like connecting people together all the time. People will reach out and say, um, I have this problem with my daughter. You know, do you know someone who can help with X, Y, Z? I'm like, I absolutely do. 
let me put you in touch, you know, and this happens to me a lot now. And I really like that. I just get a lot of satisfaction of knowing that I don't have to be the one helping all the time. I love sending people in the right direction and just love the people. That's far too much for any person to know. Oh, yeah. Right. And so for us, we had, we consciously decided, well, we're not going to try and teach people just about this aspect of being a special needs family right. when there's so much. So we could be considered more of a generalist. Right. Mm -hmm. And and if nothing else, it really opens your eyes to a spectrum of things that you can do to improve your family situation mm -hmm. and outcome. And then if you want additional help, you know, maybe we know somebody yeah. that is really, really smart on that. And we can point you in that direction mm -hmm. or people can find them themselves. But, yeah. you know, if our job is maybe to open their eyes to to the realm That's of possibilities, because mm -hmm. there's so much that people yeah. are missing. Here's my cliche that I hate. There's no manual for this, right? <laughs> so there's no one that really says, oh, this is what life is going to be like, like a parent. Well, mm -hmm. if that is true for general parenting, that is certainly doubly true for being parents of special needs kids. And so, you know, if nothing else, we can open your eyes to the fact that there's a lot to think about and a lot that you can do. And, and it works for your kids. It works for your neighbor's kids. It doesn't matter if special needs or not. Mm -hmm. There you go. Love that. Yeah, what, there's 7, 8 billion people on this planet? I don't know, a whole lot of people. And so there are lots of them that you can connect to. So it sounds like you're also a professional, like, connectors, which is yeah. amazing. Absolutely. And the population of disabled people is growing. I've heard that it used to be at about 20%. Now it's more like 25 the last wow. time I was looking into it. So it's a lot of people who actually need resources and encouragement and who need to be connected to each other because they feel isolated and they don't need to. Mm -mm. No, nobody needs to feel isolated. Yep. I love that. Well, thank y'all for like sharing mm -hmm. this. Even sure. if somebody doesn't have a special needs family or that's not their current family situation, like you shared so many nuggets and so much wisdom in here. That's incredible for anybody. And so mm -hmm. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this episode and get to hear from y'all. So if somebody wants to get in contact with you, either say, hey, find out more about what you're doing. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? The simplest way is to go to our Linktree where we have access to everything. So anyone who's familiar with Linktree would just type that in and then backslash family success. But you can also go onto Instagram and we are there by family success secrets, um, which is our podcast name. We're on Apple. So that's our podcast is family success secrets. Sorry, just family success secrets. <laughs> and we have a page right now still up and running. Um, we're in the middle of transitioning it, but it's at family success secrets.com. You can go there too and book an appointment to chat with us for a little bit. So good. Well, Katie and Steve, thank you all so much. Um, I so appreciate your heart and your willingness to share. And I just, I love your story so much. So thank you for mm -hmm being so honest, being willing to share and helping so many families around the world. Yeah. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us today. This is really fun. Thank you indeed. Absolutely. Thank y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamers and Action Takers podcast and y'all definitely go check them out. The link is in the show notes below and enjoy and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Dreamers and Action Takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. 
Would you take five minutes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people? I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream with the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode. And I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.